welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric. And I'm Michael, and we have a very special guest with us today, Michael Sandler from the Inspire Nation podcast, uh, which has interviewed basically like every book that I read and follow. And he's also interviewed me, Michael Oaken, as Michael Samuels. And he has over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, I think, how many on podcast.com, Michael? Also close to 100,000 on the podcast as well. I mean, you're like the dream. Like you're exactly what Eric and I want, like aspire to be like. I, I want to know. So I know a lot about you, but I know very little about you. So I want to know, take us to the very beginning of your journey. How did you come up with Inspire Nation? What was the, what was that seed that said, okay, I'm doing this? Um. I, I don't know how how uh, profanity profanity goes on your show. So let's just say, go for um, it. I go, had the butt shit, kicking. piss, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. The seven thirty words is fine. We 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 got our asses kicked when we were living on Maui. We were living in in paradise. We had written barefoot running. We had written barefoot walking. I had my second near death experience uh, on book tour after being on Maui. I then had another very serious accident on Maui. My wife, Jessica, was sick with mold toxicity poisoning. We didn't even know that at the time. So we got wiped out financially. Say that again? Mycotoxin poisoning? Yes, yes. Really? This is amazing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Two weeks before we left Maui, we were wiped out financially. She's deathly ill. We didn't know what's going on. Um, We had a dear friend cleaning the house to get it ready for us to leave. And in a, a home, high vaulted ceiling home in Maui, there's this layer up above um, where all the lights are and stuff that you you don't go up there. It's this high vaulted ceiling. But there was an inch thick black carpet of mold we found two weeks before we left. And what happened is living on the island of Maui is you're close to the big island. Why is that important? Because the big island has a volcano on it. When that volcano erupts and throws sulfuric acid up into the air and the winds are right, it blows to you. And so you button your house up because they call it VOGS, VOG, sulfuric acid fog. And so wow. we kept on buttoning up the house and Jessica got sicker and sicker. We were thinking, well, it's from the VOG. Turns out it wasn't. When we were closing ourselves in to protect ourselves from the VOG, those were humid days and the mold was kicking up into the air and uh, kind of sucking us down into the earth. I didn't get too sick. She did. We had a massive, beautiful coconut tree out front it actually died from the mold wow. that was in the area that uh, could have taken her out. So what did she do to detoxify from that? Um, well, first, you got to get out of the situation. So we got back to New Jersey, her childhood eight by 10 bedroom. Um, from what there, fake New Jersey uh, we had is Dave Asprey on our show early on. New Jersey is a new paradise. <laughs> For us? Oh, my God, Eric. <laughs> it was it was perfect. So. I'm there on, on Maui. We're, we're up a couple thousand feet high on the side of a volcano called Haleakala. I can see the water coming in, the, the waves coming in on both sides of the island. We were in paradise. And I'm going anywhere but New Jersey, anywhere but New Jersey. Right. No, 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 no offense to anybody in New Jersey. It was heaven when we got there. I'm a law of attraction, mind is creator guy. I said, and I was unfortunately putting too much energy on not going to New Jersey. So when I got there, it's like, aha. But I promised when I got there, I would make peace with it. And it is where our show started. It's where her health turned around. It's where everything took place. So, so we had people like Dave Asprey on the show that kind of gave us some answers. Really what it took is um, 
getting her on uh, magnesium, huge, huge doses of magnesium. We use Dr. Carolyn Deans. We're not sponsored by her. Uh, RNAreset.com magnesium. Uh, we got her on that. We got her on a protocol from uh, Anthony William called the medical medium, yep. which had a no fat diet, which was for 30 days. We extended it for half a year for her, for her mitochondria to recover all sorts of supplements that we took at the time to help as well. And then as she started coming back online, um, we actually got her lifting weights again. And it was that lifting weights that I think was the, that was the linchpin. That was what flipped the on switch, the rebuild switch on her body. A um, lot more we can talk about on and offline. It sounds like something sure. you may have been way too familiar with, but she's back 100% now. Good. Very sensitive Good. to mold. So she is the parakeet in the coal mine. If you take her, we moved from New Jersey to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I don't know what we were thinking. We're, we're island mountain people. And, and we found mold again, and we had to leave very quickly because she noticed it on day number one. No, you got to go to dry climates. Yeah. yeah, I tested. That's we're, why we're out here by Colorado now. Or right. we're very big in we're very big into nature paths, Eric and I, and our family's uh, allergy testing. I was tested for mold. I tested off the charts for mold. My my um, my, my my kids are highly highly allergic children, and my daughter is especially allergic to all types of mold. It was very stubborn, and we're treating it now. And mold is everywhere. You don't you think it's yes. not? But even the house in New Jersey, and it was good for the time we were there, had a low level of something. And people will say, well, that's must. That's not mold. And I'll go, what's the difference? Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So so Inspire Nation started when she got better or when? When we came to New Jersey, we had been practicing a technique off and on for years, more off than on, called automatic writing. It's a process where you go into a meditative or trance-like state. It's actually been studied by like Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's done MRIs and, and all sorts of brain scans on this. You go into a trance-like state, kind of a channeling-like state. You put pen to paper. You ask questions to call it whatever your belief system is. You can call it your inner wisdom if, if you don't believe on anything outside of you. You can call it angels, guides, universe, giant cheeseburger in the sky, whatever you want. Before we left Maui, I had been dabbling with it, but the answers I got were too strong and I kept thinking it was my ego. Oh, it's saying right. you're meant to be on a mountain up, mountaintop on high speaking before thousands and thousands of people. Well, if you can see the background, we live on a mountaintop up high. I love that. Speaking before hundreds of thousands every day. I didn't believe it at the time. Got back to New Jersey and we had our butts kicked so much our butts kicked so much i said i have to dive in and find a different way and uh so what i did is i started writing each day in automatic writing what's going on why am i here why did we get our butts kicked where do i go from here and i started to get answers you get to start a show well, what is that show is that show a health-based show i was a, a a pro runner a pro cyclist is it is it a running show is it a um a adhd show because i wrote a book uh for people with add are we are we still good here i'm yeah, seeing yeah, we're good. screen images going in and out yeah you're freezing you. a okay. little bit so, we can hear so, everything you're saying you're okay, good great. you're good you're, so yeah i Thank you. 
I couldn't tell what is the show. In automatic writing, it became very clear. A very large show that will help people dive in, plug on the inside, wrap themselves up, and raise everybody up around them. It can have health. It can have mental health. It can be finance-related. It can be general self-help. It can be as woo-woo as we want or as linear-based as we want. And so Inspire Nation came out of doing this automatic writing. So how did you grow it to 100, you know, 200,000 followers across different platforms? You know, because that's like the $64,000 question on how, how do you do that? I'm going to give on. you the, the... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you continue, I was one of Michael's yeah. first guests, okay? I wrote a little book called Just Ask the Universe, and Michael reached out yeah. to me, and I was one of his first guests. I think I was like 001 on his podcast, and I said, follow everything I say in this book. <laughs> you will be one of the biggest inspiring podcasts in the world, and it worked, and I followed your success over the last five years, six years, um, four years that you've been on air, right? It's been four years now? Five, 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 well... Technically, I recorded you five years ago. We hit clicked the upload button on September 11th to bring light to the darkness, 2015. It yep. went officially started September 14th. It's interesting to point out those dates because we're making some massive format shifts this summer because once the five-year marks, now I'm over on the podcast over 14,000 shows. And wow. I've got at least another 500 live events, if not more, on YouTube. So you put it all together with everything on video. I've done 2,000 shows in five years. Wow. wow. And so with that said, my mind is saying we have to shift. We can't keep doing it. It's a formula for success, but it's also a formula for brain damage because you have to follow <laughs> the energy. You have to follow your heart. And so we're doing like we're renting an RV in about six weeks. We're taking it on the road. Uh, so oh, we'll have wow. social distancing across the country as we help light people up, meet everyday people with masks on social distancing, talk with them, have kind of this pilgrimage as we find ourselves. And maybe we'll go there. We just had a month ago our third miscarriage. And I say that because Right now, collectively, we're having a miscarriage. Our whole way of beingness has just died. Our, every dream, hope, and everything we had for the future is now shifting and changing, whether we like it or not, and we can't go 100%. back. 100%. And so everybody kind of needs an inner or outer pilgrimage. We're taking it on the road is kind of our healing journey and going, right. all right, we've got to lick these wounds. We've got to learn from this. We've got to step back. What we can do we do to light people up in, in the process? How do you going get back okay, to go the original? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, you're, there's yeah, no delay. I still want him to answer my original yeah, question. So, so, so was it brute force of content? Yes and no, Eric. There's an element. I was a pro cyclist. I was an e extreme endurance athlete, you could say. And so there was an element of a let's make a daily show. And let's just hit this thing with everything we got. That certainly helped. There was being um, no deaf, particularly early on. And I've got to dust off some of those skills now where I, I approached Michael. I approached everybody on The Secret. I approached everybody I could. And if I got one out of 20 guests, it didn't matter. 
because I was just going to keep it. No, didn't mean no. It meant not yet. And, right. and so I'd have guests that say, that said no on year number one. And I'm like, oh, they'll be back. And then I'd reach out maybe a second time and they'd say no. And then all of a sudden they'd reach out to me, Eric. Right. And they'd say, can we be on your show? And I'm like, whoa. So part of it was <laughs> brute strength. A big part of it was, again, my automatic writing, using that as my GPS. Where do I go? How do I do this? Uh, how do I step forward? And there was certainly heart following my heart, following my emotion. You guys were talking about it off air before we began. I'm the woohoo guy. Yes. I had to be me. Right. If I was anybody else to build the show, if I was any less than pure, authentic, uh, goofy, geeky, way down the rabbit hole, highly intelligent Michael, if I was anything other than that, it would not have worked. People can sniff out inauthenticity today. 100%. You know, Michael and I are at that crossroads right now where we're always having discussions on, okay, where are we taking this thing? And we're like, you know what? Let's just interview people that we find interesting and let's talk about what we know and who and their cares. journey. And, and, their... Yeah, and yeah, and we talk about what we know. They talk about what they know. And we think that if we just build this platform where um, we're doing things that we like and, and we're doing it because we're happy first and foremost, then magical things should happen as, as, as it did for you. You have to follow that energy. Everything Michael talks about in his, in his books, everything is energy, emotion, energy in motion. If you don't bring the energy, that's what we're pimping. That's what we're selling. Yes, we're selling. How can you get there? Yes, we're selling. You can do amazing things with your life. You can be an entrepreneur. You can transform all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, everything is energy. And so you owe it to yourselves. You owe it to your audience. Can you imagine if you did 2,000 shows trying to be something that you're not? No, it won't work. It, right. it doesn't work. Michael, from our first podcast together yeah. to today, today is uh, July 27th, 2020, the middle of the pandemic, the middle of, of this apocalyptic earth that is happening now, which I know we're coming out of. What have you learned spiritually? What, did, what have you discovered about yourself that you didn't know about when you and I spoke for the first time? Wow, that's a beautiful question, Michael. Thank you. I think the depth that I get to connect with source, to connect with spirit, how much of the time I get to um, reframe and view life as ceremony, as ritual. I'll go into prayer before this. I'll call in assistance. I'll do everything but do the drums beforehand, which I actually will do before my classes or even in my classes. The more right. that I can make it ritual and remember I'm spirit here in human form, but I'm spirit. And the more I can remember that and call in assistance, it changes everything. So that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I've learned. Now, the amount of resilience I am, it's interesting. I have learned over the last five years, how much more, particularly compared to my wife, Jessica, how much more conservative I am. Mm -hmm. um, even though I raced bicycles in Europe, even though I've bombed down mountains on rollerblades at 60 plus miles an hour, even though, even though, even though, I'm actually kind of conservative. I'll get comfortable on the chair mm -hmm. and want to keep things as they are. And what I've learned is I'm a lot more resilient than I ever thought I was. And so you can go and say, all right, we're giving you a mega RV. You're going to go drive across the country. You've never done anything like this. 
and I'm going to go, wow, that's scary as hell. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'll find a way to make it a success because I have that track record now. People think it's we have to do kind of Tony Robbins, massive action. I'm not a massive action guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a micro action guy taken day after day after day. And you become so strong and so resilient. Yes, you need to pivot and follow what universe gives you. But you become an unstoppable force because of that track record you have behind you. You could put me on the mic just like today. And you could say, Michael, we're going to talk about, sorry, it's a topic change. We're going to talk about telephone poles. Mm-hmm. And I go, all right, I don't know a darn thing about it, but let's have fun, Eric and Michael. Let's do this. Right. That's come out of the last five years. That's amazing. Do That's you amazing. have um, a presence on other social media platforms like TikTok or uh, Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook? I am. Yes, but. So I have historically not been very good at keeping up with it. We're making a concerted push on Patreon right now to give people behind the scenes information. Like, I kid you not, last night we drove down the road after going for a walk at sunset. Colors hadn't changed. We were driving home. Colors started to change. I go boogie up the hill. I've got a, a, I'm a, a little bit flashy about this because it works. I've got a bright yellow Tesla with gold wheels. <laughs> and so we're, we're boogieing. You gotta, you gotta have style, Michael. Eric, you gotta have style. I, I would mean, expect not, I would expect nothing less from you. I just want to mention me. you can and tell yeah, it from the, gla- the glasses give it away. Yeah, totally. And, and so we go up to chase the sunset. We miss the colors. We turn around, we come down. There's the question. Why does the chicken cross the road? And out in front of me on this little two lane country highway, there's a rooster running across the road at dark. And I I find a safe place to stop. I say, Jessica, is it all right if I pull off here? She's a little nervous. She's like, okay, go for it. I end up talking to the rooster on the side of the road. 15 minutes later, the rooster is taking the world's first Tesla ride or first rooster in a Tesla. The rooster is downstairs with Jessica now. We'll have that on our patron page. So, So So that we're doing well with. I'm on TikTok. I started to get decent at it, but I was so, I guess... By choice, tight on time. We've, we've got a lot going on. But sure. I didn't like the idea of stopping and recording something on the trails. I'm working on getting better at it. So we have a small presence TikTok, growing presence Instagram, decent-ish presence Facebook, limping along presence on um, on Twitter and, and on LinkedIn for that matter. But I call my main social media presence is Patreon and YouTube. I get to back to people pretty fast on YouTube and I'm actually using it as a social media platform, which means we're going to start putting more stuff on our wall and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But from a, if you guys are, are running your gears going, how do they build this? It wasn't through social media. That wasn't our way. It is other people's way. It hasn't been ours. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I mean, Eric, do you want to explain what happened to us on LinkedIn? Because I think yeah, Michael leaving an audience. Well, listen, he got up to one hundred twenty-five thousand on YouTube, right? Like we're 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 pushing one hundred and fifty now, right? 150. Not one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred fifty subscribers. But on LinkedIn, um, because we own a global car service, we we do have a business. We're touching the world of podcasting. Um, Eric and I. Eric went really hardcore. Uh, uh, we lost it's our amazing. father. We lost our father a couple of years ago. I don't know if you knew that. I may no, have mentioned. I, didn't know that. I appreciate that. I will tell you, and I want you to stay on after this podcast is over. But he has given us the secrets of the universe from the other side. I, I, I will. I will tell you everything after. That's not for our audience to hear. Um, but 
he has come through um, and, and he was going to, he said, I'm going to be giving you signs on the direction on where you have to go to. So we know he's guiding us. Um, Eric signed up for LinkedIn the week after he passed. Go ahead, Eric. I mean, give yeah, real, no, tell know, it's quick. been, it's been an amazing journey where, um, I never knew the value of social media and it's interesting how you were able to build your audience without social media, even though I kind of do consider, uh, YouTube to be kind of a social media platform because In you, some can, respect. you can talk back and forth with your, you know, with, with your listeners and whatnot. Um, so we, we, we started creating content and, you know, Michael was going to be the face of his books, right? And I was going to be the face of the business online. And I sat down in front of a camera and I couldn't talk. I just, I started stuttering. It didn't work. So then Michael sat down next to me and he's like, okay, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And that's what we did. And that's kind of how Oak and Bros was born. But the beauty of what we've been doing on LinkedIn was we're going to take this podcast and then we're going to go and edit it down and we're going to create a one or two minute clip based on something prolific that you said or what Michael and I said, and then we're going to go and make it online and then we're going to go and subtitle it. And then I'll go and post that onto LinkedIn, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And then I'll go and take those clips. And then it's, to me, it's not about the, the long form content. It's about the micro content that that's where I see the success lies because you can take the best pieces and we go and we post it on LinkedIn and we'll post things about our business over the shoulder content, cars rolling out, you know, employees will make up signs, you know, whatever it is. And um, it's been, it's been hugely successful for us on LinkedIn, which I find really interesting is um, everyone's got their platform, right? And they kind of go all in on their platform and like how LinkedIn, I consider for right now our platform, I would love it for YouTube to be our platform. And I know I know we're going to get there, but I find it super interesting how um, there are multiple paths to succeed with creating content. And you, you, you hit something interesting on the head because, and, and this will, I'm always listening to things from, from a couple perspectives. There's the Michael perspective and, and there's the universe perspective. And so from that universe perspective, I'm going, wow. This is universe speaking to us. This is uh, maybe LinkedIn is something we get to work on more. Uh, right. and, and I know where my connections are. I'm, I'm a degree at most two degrees away from just about everyone at this point with the number of people we've had. Right. On the show. Right. Um, but it is really easy to water down your efforts by focusing on too many things at once. Yes, and there's 100%. a real danger as an entrepreneur of going... I got to hit Facebook. I got to hit Instagram. TikTok is taken off like crazy. And that's my future audience. Once they get a few years, I need to go grab them. LinkedIn, I can't let anybody go. And what happens at the end of the day, unless you're building heavy, building light, shoestring, I still believe is the healthiest way to grow to build 100%. something for the long run. If you're given a bunch of cash, you burn through it fast. Then what do you have? So Unless you have this massive team, which could be heavy, and you go after all areas at once and diffuse your efforts, I think you laser beam in one or two things. Yep. Get really good at those and then build off of that. You know, in my opinion, you know, we we are B2B business. So, you know, it's very hard to sell B2B anywhere else but LinkedIn. Yeah. So it just kind of, it came naturally to us to focus our energy on there. And in my opinion, LinkedIn is where the money is at. Because those are the those are the corporation those are, those are the buyers those are the people that actually go and spend money on other businesses, so that's why we're going in that direction. But the fa the fame and recognition of it though is on YouTube. 
right? YouTube yeah. is the new MTV that everyone has their own reality show. On actually, TikTok, actually, TikTok is TikTok is your wonderful. personality, Michael. And I, I want to after I get on this, I'm going to follow you on um, on TikTok. But I think you can really own that platform. As, really, as someone who really, inspires oh, other people. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. it's the, the potential on that platform. I'm posting up stuff that is just so not interesting to the people on that platform. And it's getting hundreds of views. Are you doing 15 seconds or you do one minute or one minute? Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I can't think you're wrong because I mean, the last post I think I did, I ran to the top of, ma of a mountain. I think it was like 10 degrees out blowing snow. You can see it off in the distance. I'm in my shorts. <laughs> because I, I have figured out how to rewire the body to handle. Like yesterday, I went 90 some odd degrees. Um, I have a, a cousin who's a West Point graduate. I come running down this mountain, 90 plus degrees, and I sit down next to him. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. I'm wearing a long hat on. And he's going, you're not even sweating. And it's because I love playing with the extremes and seeing what the body is capable of doing. And so my last TikTok post was up on top of that mountain at 10 degrees, wearing almost nothing, going, I'm comfortable here. That's really So funny. yeah, that, that might be made for that platform. You, you said something really interesting where you said you could kind of water down your social media. Yes. Regarding spirituality, mm -hmm. there are so many ways to ask for something that you want. I thought I figured it out and just asked the universe, right? Write it down, ask your subconscious, work for that goal, and you're going to get it, right? And it's worked for me. I mean, clearly, it's five years down the road. I'm I'm closer to my goals more now than I've ever been. The stuff I have, the people in my life. But then you read a book about angels, and they say, do it this way. And then you read a book about mala beads, which are well, I see you're touching all over the place. I see, yes, like I'm obsessed with mala beads too. But like, so then there's the mala beads thing, and then- Eben Alexander, who is my, well, we've had him on multiple. I I listen to his podcast on your thing about three four times a year. Okay, I, I listen to his podcast three to four times a year. Yeah. How like so? And then he said he has a whole different perspective on on there's meditation. Is is being spiritual? It can you get watered down by being too spiritual? Can you can you like kind of like spread yourself out too thin by saying? I'm going to ask my subconscious mind today, but I'm going to ask the angels tomorrow. And then I'm going to ask the universe on Tuesday. And then I'm going to ask my, my mala beads on Wednesday. I sometimes get confused about that. And I wrote the book on spirituality, right? Like I wrote, just ask the universe. How can, what, what are your methods? Like, do you have per, things on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, each Michael, day? Let him talk. Let him talk. That was, that was the longest question I've ever I, seen. I, I'm trying to bookmark all of the pieces. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear this. First, first off, I'm a kitchen sink kind of guy, Michael. Yeah. I like using all of the different techniques at different times. With that said, I believe in anchors. Automaticwriting.com. That is my anchor. Every okay. single day I'm doing automatic writing, period, which means every single day I'm doing a meditation. Now, what you haven't seen here, and they, they haven't come to visit, I guess I've been too loud, it's also midday, is, is I'm, I keep bird seeds by my side because I will sit and meditate with chipmunks and squirrels in my lap. First wow. thing in the morning. And to me, that is the most spiritual experience in the world, connecting to the animals. Um, but those keystone techniques, meditation, automatic writing, right. that is an each and every day. Going to the angels, that now is actually a very regular occurrence, but I'm not watering things down. I'm not going, mm, what do I do? It's just a part of my persona. During okay. an interview, I'm going, I send love. I send love. I send love. 
That's just part of me. Now, mm -hmm. if I go, am I going to do a motion code today? Am I going to do my own clearing technique today? Am I going to do EFT tapping today? Am right, I going to do right, um, right, right. That's what affirmations, I'm talking about. this, that, the other? Right. That I might let it flow. The biggest, when you say water down, what's interesting? I hear something completely different than what you intended, but, but important, mm -hmm. which is with all of the spiritual self-help, we forget that it's to help us in this lifetime, in our bodies, spirit incarnate, in the meat suit. And so we go, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm just going to play up here. It's mm -hmm. as that old story goes. I'm sure we've heard it a dozen different ways. The mm -hmm. guy, the, the waters are coming up. There's a guy in his house. He's about to be killed by the flood. Somebody mm -hmm. knocks on the door to rescue him. He goes, no, I'm spiritual. God will take care of me. They leave. So the, the more people come back with a motorboat. The tides are rising. You've got to take the boat. No, I'm spiritual. God loves me. I'll be fine. Helicopter comes, drops down the <laughs> rope. The guy's on, or rope ladder, the guy's on the roof. I'm spiritual. God will take care of me. He dies. He goes to heaven and he goes, God, why didn't you take care of me? God's like, I sent people. I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. That's being watered down by spirituality. Literally, the flood waters rising is right. not remembering we're here. Right. Be in the body. Be healthy in the body. Take action in the body. Don't right. just play and flit around up here all day. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I see a lot of people on that spiritual hamster wheel. Right. These people who are who it's are so who are, easy. It's so easy. Yeah. to it's, it's so easy to just ask very hard to take to ask and take action all at the same time. You have to. And right now, look at the world around us. I call it we're being coveted. What does that mean? It's a day of reckoning. It's a yes. time where everything gets put in our face. Yes, we get to face lean into it, learn from it. But we must step forward. This is not a time of disempowerment. This is a time of empowerment because you're 100%. going to have to stand in your strength. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel that um, COVID affected you, uh, Inspire Nation or have you only gotten bigger? Do people look for you for inspiration? for All, all of the above. So the timing was, as the timing gets to be for us, kind of cool in that Jessica and I had been talking about how we up level our brand, how we upscale things, what that looks like, what that feels like. And, and I'm like, I just, I want to up level things certainly, but I want to help people that are seriously in need. And we came out right before COVID with like a, a $7 class for people mm -hmm. right before COVID hit mm -hmm. and it took off. Amazing. Everybody needed something affordable, something to hold on to. And we tremendously grew our tribe through the experience. We ended up for the first two months on YouTube every single day. Right. <laughs> the Michael style. I can't recommend it, but we wanted to reach people. Now, it's definitely interesting. You have to follow the flow and see where what people want what they can afford at this time what works for them and we're continuously out asking how can we help people more at the mm -hmm. same time we had an automatic writing book called awe the automatic writing experience that was due out in september and i Love like that. to say it got coveted and so it got right. delayed till january which you have a hard time bringing me down i think it's awesome because i get to put in all of the stuff that I didn't put in before because before I was like, I want to reach everyone. I want to reach people. You know, people could use this as a corporate training. They could figure out how to tap into to inner wisdom and I can, I can do corporate talks and stuff. And then 
COVID hit. And to me, that's mile 20 in the marathon. What's mile 20? It's when you're dying, you're ready to give up, and everybody becomes spiritual. Dear God, I'll do anything if you'll only get me through this. That's where we're at as a species. Yes, and I realized are. I can't, I have to practice what I preach, and I wasn't. And thank God universe stopped me. I have to pull the book back. And just like I'm telling everybody else, if not now, then when, be again my true authentic self and say, I'm an angels guy. I'm a spirit guy. I'm going to tell it to you just as I would do it. And if it scares you away, I'm sorry, but I have to put it all out there now. And that's what I'm encouraging others too. In the past, you kind of keep that spirituality, maybe close to the vest, close to the sleeve. Now put it out there. What have you got to lose? If not now, then when? So what would you tell somebody who wants to get into spirituality, somebody that wants to get into the universe, what would you tell them would be the first good step to get there? Because everybody is, everyone's hurting right now. I know a lot of our listeners are hurting right now. We're all in the travel industry and that's a large part of our audience now. And we're hurting. What would you tell, how would you tell somebody to frame, to frame their mind on how's the best way to get out of this? That was a great question, Eric. Thank so you. I, I'm going to admit my bias here because I use automatic writing every day. Yeah. But even before, so I'm, I'm going to say automatic writing, I'll go there in a second. But before I even do that, it would be this. And this is going to be awkward on air, so bear with me. Go for it. Sit and listen. Pause. Go silent. You mm -hmm. don't have to call it spirituality. You don't have to call it woo-woo. But if our minds are going a million miles an hour, Universe, source, spirit, inner wisdom, giant cheeseburger in the sky. Nothing has a chance to chase you down. That's where the answers come. Silence speaks and speaks incredibly loudly. So we mm -hmm. need to build pauses or build micro pauses or put it into the schedule or find a few times in the day where the alarm clock goes off and you're just going to take three slow breaths. Mm -hmm. Start there. Then next, I would absolutely go into automatic writing, a process where you turn your journaling into channeling and you ask, all right, I'm pausing. You got any guidance for me? I don't have any idea where to go from here. Mm -hmm. Because for us, we did the pause really well on Maui. I was holding space in a meditation center two, three, four hours every single day. Mm -hmm. And we got slayed. Why? Because universe, whatever you want to call it, it's a two-step dance you need to go quiet and you need to be able to take action and the go quiet of meditation wasn't telling me how i chop wood wasn't telling me how to carry water mm -hmm. it got me in the bliss that's great but now i needed a fundamental way that i could get answers and without those answers i was lost without the answers i was working from a fear-based mind right now go to your news choice news source of choice and you're seeing fear-based minds 100 percent overdrive 100 uh, percent and and i want to say i'm on a three four month news fast now where i don't watch the news i started when COVID happened to see the numbers oh my god the numbers the numbers the numbers and then i said to myself my god i'm getting anxiety i have to stop i gotta center myself i gotta start meditating again i gotta like what you said silence let your inner wisdom guide you if you feel into the news, and I haven't checked now, I was checking regularly both for, for my guests, for my audience, and for the upcoming tour. I haven't looked in a week, uh, just over a week, 
Um, and but the thing is, we're big enough that any big story will chase us down. Right. I don't have to be on the news. It will find us. Mm -hmm. But what I was asking myself is, how does this feel? So I go into a news story and I say, how did this feel? Okay, this is this is making my gut uh, flip flop. I feel nauseous. I feel like I, I want to get sick. Mm -hmm. All right. Is there any benefit to understanding this? Yes. Okay. Maybe I need to do more research. No. Back the heck away from it. Replace it with something positive so that your mind is not working on that. We, it's sort of like after my first really serious accident, left me with a titanium femur in the left leg, titanium hip, and, and a bunch of other assorted things. And I had a choice. I can go to a place of regret and bummerness and victimhood, in which case I literally would have lost my leg or my life. Or I could have said, which I did, it may take every bit of energy or chi in order to heal, survive, and then later thrive from this. Mm -hmm. Where do I want to place my energy? That's where we're at now. That doesn't mean we don't take action. It doesn't mean we don't step forward. But watch that you're giving your energy and your power away. And if you put yourself into a place of victimhood, first off, energy flows where attention goes. Yep. Energy flows where attention goes. If we're focusing on all, they call it now uh, doom scrolling. You go through, look for one terrible thing, one next terrible thing, the next terrible thing. How are you not going to create something terrible in your life? If you want to dive in and look at it and go, wow, I see the numbers. I see they're locking down. I see Jessica and I wanted to go to Alaska with the RV. I can't get to Alaska. Good information. This is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to flip that. I call it tai chi the energy. I call myself an alchemist now. It's kind of turning lead into gold. It's transforming oh, yes. what we call a negative. You know this, Michael, as oh, yes. into a positive. Yes. So I go and I see that story and I go, wow, that really, that's big, heavy energy. What can I do to transform that energy? And now I'm going to focus on what's the RV going to be. I'm going to focus on what our tow vehicle is going to be. I'm going to focus on where we're going to stop first. Now I am, I am transforming that energy into something I can work with. Uh, I don't even know how to like follow up with that. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was gold right there. Like no, that's, our, it was, it's, that's it's amazing. Clip. You know, it's, it's amazing. And, and you are extraordinarily inspiring and your words have a way of being very impactful. And it's no surprise as to why your success, your, 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 your platform is successful. I mean, it's Michael, what do you do about naysayers? What do you do about negative comments about people that kind of want to bring you down to their level? I mean, I have a I'm million, sure you get, do you that. get trolls on, on, on your, it's, it's interesting. Oh. The only, and you never know when you say this, but I'm fairly confident. The only real trolls that show up are on our live shows on YouTube. Really? Interesting. And, and, Interesting. and those you can just, <laughs> they don't go out but but my answer is very simple i love them up i absolutely yeah. love them up with everything that they've got to me you cannot convince me that a troll a naysayer or whatever isn't just one hand arguing with the other foot we're all one beingness we're all individual cells on the being of humanity and so I don't have to do the dance with them. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to hit the ball back because that's just giving away energy. It doesn't make any sense, mm -hmm. but I can love them up with everything I've got. Or if somebody is really wounded by something I said, I'm going to go to a Hawaiian healing prayer of forgiveness 
I love you. Please forgive me. I am sorry. Thank you. Ho'oponopono. I love you. Please oh, yeah. forgive me. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying it to them. I'm saying it to heal my wounds, which helps heal everybody around me. But every single person, in fact, it's something I've been talking about with guests. I've been challenging guests. I've been challenging myself. Can we go on to the news or wherever we find the ultimate trolls of life? Real people doing real things that we really don't agree with. Can we send them love? Can we send them blessings? That to me is the real work. Yes. And I don't yes. think the best at it, but I'm working on that every day. You surround them with love. You surround them with love and the white light. And I, I feel bad for people like that. I feel bad for people who are so clo close-minded. And I they, this, take the, they take the time to, out to, of their day to go and, and write wounded. something. They're hurting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and there was a quote I put on LinkedIn. I'm really big into quotes. And the quote was, if someone's talking behind your back, that's where, the, that's where they belong behind you in, you know, like not in, in your, in your forward facing, um, you know, in, in the screen of your life. But, um, oh God, Eric, I, I, I don't even like, I, I'm like, no, no, I, it's, I feel like it's like insanely good energy. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk, I want to talk about mediumship the afterlife, all that. Our mom, once our dad passed, we're very big into mediums. We believe in the stuff. We've, we've been going from, from we've been going for many, many years. We go to George Anderson, Thomas John. Um, you know, you should, I don't know how many of them you get on your, um, on your, on the, uh, series on uh, inspire nation, but we believe in these guys and the stuff that's been told to Eric and me and my mom. So I, my the mom stuff, started taking lessons. The my stuff mom, that, the stuff that she's doing on a daily basis where, you know, she refused, first of all, she refuses to take money for it. So yeah, she, she, yeah. she, she's not interested in that. She just wants to, she just wants to help people. And, you know, we're on calls with people. We're on zoom calls. We're on, you know, with these prominent, with these prominent corporations. Right. And then she's like, I, she's like, take it. She's like, do you believe in, in the afterlife and stuff like that? Most people say, some yes. people say yes, but you can get, you can get the vibe and we know like, you know, when not to ask. And we were on the phone with somebody. And we were doing a Zoom call and she's like, I'm seeing a guy that has twill in his mouth, like hay in his mouth, and he's wearing overalls and and he's telling and he's saying the name Clem. And she's like, Oh, and she's my like, God. that's my that's my uncle Clem from Kentucky. My mom didn't know this person from a hole <laughs> in the wall. She is getting so prolific at this. At at reaching there's, it there's no one more that we trust in this world than our own mother so when we go to mediums we're like did they get that off of facebook did they listen to that on a podcast did she, they, there was did no they, way of research knowing. this and our mom is coming on and she took medium lessons and she's telling me anyone can do it when i look at someone like george anderson or you know someone like um thomas john or or john edward i'm like oh you know could it be true i think it's true they're doing really an amazing work for us what has been your experience with mediumship? Uh, incredibly true. There, there are some that are either more gifted or able to tune into your signal better than others. Yes. 100%. Yes. Real, you couldn't convince me. Otherwise, my last, uh, no, two guests ago on the show was Paul Selig. And I don't know if you're familiar with him and his work. I've heard of him, yes. Um, unbelievable. And with what he's channeling and how he's channeling, he, he will turn out book after book after book just speaking stream of consciousness and it comes through him and it's clearly not from him. It's from the guides. Wow. And it really? is phenomenal. Now myself, um, there are family members who come in on occasion to me through my automatic writing. It is really, a, 
a little pet. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have three main guides in addition to spirit guides. I have my best man, Jack, who passed away at 93 years young. He was 89 at the time of my wedding. He comes through and guides me. Carla, dear friend and longtime client, she crossed over. She comes through. Uh, Auntie Pua, a, a Hawaiian kapuna, she passed on. She comes through. But I have a pet on the other side. And he is one of two spirits that comes through the loudest. He comes through. His name is Mole. And he was the tiniest little vole. Of all things, a little wow. vole. When he crossed over, he said, Daddy. He goes, I can fly now. He goes, I didn't know it before. But to jump higher than you've ever jumped before, you simply need to let go of the ground. And I'm like, whoa. Oh <laughs> and so God. he's coming through with profound words of wisdom all the time. And we have a mountain lion that has showed up, showed up for a sales video. This winter, we were filming a sales video and a mountain lion jumped up behind us. We're on one side of the glass, he's on the other. And, and there's a spirit associated with a Maximilian and we can communicate with Max on the other side. This okay. stuff is real. It is every bit is real. It's just a tuning of the dial. Some yes. people are better at tuning the dial than other. We um, uh, had a private call with a woman by the name of Megan a few weeks ago before we decided to go on tour who connected with the spirit of each of our cats and said, do you want to go on tour? Do you want to stay home? And one of the cats, his name is Sir Meowsers. She knew nothing about him. <laughs> and, and so she speaks with him beforehand and he goes, ah, you're calling about me. It's all about me, isn't it? And, and everything is all about Sir Meowsers. How did she know that? The little, the little baby cat, she asked how old you are. And, and the love bug is her name. The love bug tells her, and this is, this is via spirit. Who are you? Why are you talking to me? I'm the baby. That's my age. How does she know this stuff? It was the coolest, coolest experience. So it is com called animal communicators, completely and totally real. So where do you think we go when, when the spirit leaves the body? Where we is it? We go here. It, yeah. We go here, just a different tuning of the frequency. We are already on the other side of the veil. It is a portion of us that shows in this holographic world, in this hologram, in this simulator, whatever you want to call it, in this school of life, but we've never left. That's the thing. We say, oh, I'm disconnected or I, I've, I've lost touch with God or, um, well, it's really around this concept of I'm not connected anymore. Right. Separateness. You, separateness. Thank you. That's the word I was going for, Michael. Separateness. Yes. Yes. You couldn't be separate no matter how you tried. It is impossible. We're in a field of quanta. We're in a Kashic field. We're in an energetic field. There's the yes. science that backs it up now. We are all energy. How do you separate from energy? You are the energy. But we've forgotten. And I think kids yes. get it, know it. They're plugged in. They see everything. They know everything. And then we tell them that's not real. That's not true. And then they become an Eric. They become a Michael. They become a myself. Right. Because we've had it trained or kicked out of us. But it's still real. No matter what our belief system is, it's still there. I my told you, Eric, wasn't this going to be the greatest yeah, no, yet? <laughs> my daughter is an indigo child, and she has a very, um, yes. she's, she's very in tune with it, um, which is odd because she is, she is learning disabled and she's a praxic. If you don't know what a praxic means, it means that um, the, uh, the words uh, have trouble coming out of her mouth. So she has like a linguistic issue but you know every day we're pulling it out of her and she's getting better Eric, um, let me just pause you for one second 
Yeah. So I was labeled, I don't, I don't call it that learning disabled. I was labeled learning disabled growing up. They put me in the special ed classes when sure. I switched schools, they put me on the medication. And as I still say to this day, because in this situation, there's a lot of channeling. There's a lot of something special going on. It takes place with my coaching as well. But when I speak to Jessica, I often can't find the words still. And I say, language is not my first language. <laughs> Agreed. This is all man-made. So she yes. is not learning disabled. She I is know she's plugged not. in. Yes. 100%. Oh, 100%. my God. Yes. 100%. You never met her, and, and you know that. And that's that's what's phenomenal about you, Michael. Um I had to tell a quick story. My my wife just um my wife's father passed away about six months ago. And obviously, you know, it was a long time coming. He struggled a lot. And obviously my wife is, you know, she's she's in mourning. And my mom is constantly giving her messages. So there were two things that there have, there has been a few things that have happened, but a few two very profound things. My wife and I woke up one morning and we're like, all right, we gotta go clean the garage out. It, the weather just started getting nicer. So we, you know. We were sweeping it out. I moved my tool bag. And a week before this happened, my mom said, Jen, you have to go and look for three <laughs> quarters, three quarters that are face up. Yeah. And she picks up my tool bag in the garage and right underneath the tool bag are three quarters face up. And she's like, that is your father visiting you. That's one. Number two. Um, this, this happened over the weekend. Uh, my 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 mom tells uh, told my told my wife, a bird's going to be waving to you. A bird is literally going to be waving to you. My wife, I come out of here. We, Michael and I were doing a podcast. I come out and I'm like, "What's up, Jen?" And she's taking a video through the window, and it's literally of a bird physically waving. waving physically waving, sitting on the fence, and it is it's not fluttering. You know, it's not doing one of those things. The bird is waving. I'm going to up you one. I, I'm going to, I, I want to, th these are incredible stories. My father was, our father was in the hospital uh, he went in December 31st, 2017, right when the bet, when that struck uh, January 1st, 2018. And um, he was having seizures. He had a stroke. He had COPD. He had lung cancer. 14 years prior, he beat the lung cancer. He was the longest living lung cancer survivor at Sloan Kettering. I mean, this man fought till his last breath. And it was the Thursday before he was going to die. He died on a Friday afternoon. Uh, the, the day before he passes, I was in his, we were next to him. Eric was on one side. My mom was on one side and I was on one side. And I said, dad, I don't know where you're going. I don't, I said, I, I, I don't know where you're going to end up. I said, but I need signs. I need a sign that you're going to be okay. That you made it out. Okay. That you, you went to wherever you're going to be okay. Cause we all believe, we all believe in that stuff. So I said to him, um, you got to get me a sign. Like I'm in the hospital. I didn't like have anything to sign. So I went into my wallet and I took out a hundred dollar bill and I folded up the hundred dollar bill. And I like, and I like it was yet that I held it in his hand. And I said, dad, dad, I want you to show me a hundred. Okay. I want you to show me a hundred. I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know how it works, but I want you to show me a hundred. He squeezed my hand and he said, yes, he was intubated. He couldn't talk. Friday, he passed away. And, you know, I was a rock. We, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a rock when your parent passes, you gotta, you gotta be strong for your children and for your wife and everything. And, and, and it was, it was a beautiful thing. And, uh, we went to the funeral home on Saturday and we were driving to the funeral. It was my brother and my mom in one car and I was in another car. And I, I got in the car, we were from going from my mom's house to the funeral home, which was about a 10 minute ride. And I got in the car and I lost it. I said, I started crying. I said, dad, where the fuck did you go? I knew every minute of every day where my father was. 
every minute for 39 years. I knew where that man was and what he was doing. That's how close Eric and him and I were. And I said, where did you go? Give me that sign, dad. Give me that sign. And I dropped it and I let it go. I'm going to put this up to the screen. I, I'm, I make a left on Mirko Turnpike, which is a main artery in, on Long Island. And I pull up behind this car. And in this car is the license plate. I don't know if you could see it. it says my initials with the number 100. <laughs> okay. I held a $100 bill in my father's hands. I, I held a $100 bill in my father's hands. 48 hours prior saying, dad, show me a hundred. Not only did he show me a hundred, but he put my fucking initials on the car. And on top of that, it was a Mercedes and we were all driving Mercedes. It was this trifecta. And when I went to him to the medium, he said, did you get my sign? Yes, it's real. Michael, That, that could not have been coincidence. It was Michael. my initials on a car. And I'd never seen the car since. Michael. I never saw the car. Go ahead. I'm my sorry. Apologies I'm... that the that the, the my computer just made some noises. No, we didn't it even hear. It started dinging at one o'clock. One zero zero, and oh it's my... saying a hundred. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's that's my dad. That's my dad. Holy shit! You well, can't like... make this stuff up. No, you oh, can't. Here's the. Uh... Eric, yeah, go ahead. Move it over, Eric. The bird. It yeah. was waving. Eric, you're not centered. Yeah, no, it was, it was hard. But Michael, this is all... Eric, there you go. <laughs> Watch the bird. It's going to start waving. Hold on. You got to rewind it. <laughs> it will, Michael, these signs that we're getting... Oh, my God. Look at that. It's just pulling out its hand. and or paw It was literally it waving. waving. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and if you look for these signs in, in such dire circumstances... They're all around you. The spirit is spirit is talking to us all the time. Spirit guides our business. It guides our health. It guides our life. But you have to be open to receiving it. And you're That's you're great. you're an antenna, Michael. You are an antenna, man. You're unbelievable. Uh, this is this has no been one of the most yeah. No coincidence that you have the platform that you have because what you're sharing is it truly makes life worth living. Thank you. Yeah. Where can, where can people find you? please tell our audience where can they find you? Can they contact you? You know, all that stuff. Just go for it. So inspirenationshow.com is for our show. We're going to have up a new website, inspirenation.com within the next couple of weeks as well. You can go to youtube.com backslash inspirenationshow, um, patron.com backslash inspirenation, I believe it is. Um, TikTok. Um, it may be my name, Michael Sandler, that you can find on TikTok. I'm going to go dust it off after this. LinkedIn is my platform. name, Michael Sandler. Um, and I think we also have Inspire Nation show on LinkedIn. Of course, automaticwriting.com is where you can find out about automatic writing. We're having boot camps, mini masterclasses, everything, particularly during this COVID time. That's inspirenationuniversity.com. And, you know, you, you type in Michael Sandler, you type in Inspire Nation, you'll find us on everywhere just just everywhere that's amazing but before you go your top interview top five interviews not to say that the others are bad but your top five interviews people that really struck a chord with you on, so, on inspire nation while i like to say i can't do that and i'll explain why in a second okay i'm gonna right. say your show right at the beginning 
Well, understand. I wasn't I, looking for that. I wasn't looking for that, by the way. I interviewed 90 people over the summer because I had 90 people in the queue so that when I started, I would be going show after show after show after show after show for three months straight, at which point I assume we'd be backing off. We didn't, which could have cost us the marriage. And thank God I did back off eventually. But I chose yours because wow. you're all energy. You're all heart. Thank so you, man. very practical messages, but all energy. So I'm going to put that out there. With that said, I have the hardest time choosing any show because I am a rolling, I'm going by the energy. So I had Paul Selig on this week. That was amazing. I had Dr. Andrew Nurberg talking about how uh, God and spirituality changed the brain. That was amazing. I had the on occult a guy. What's the that? Occult, the occult guy was amazing. Elliot Goldstein or something. What was it? Gold, Goldberg? Goldstein? Well, we got a Mitch Horowitz. Mitch Horowitz. One of my all-time favorites. He'll be back on the show this week. Blow, blow my mind. Blew my mind. So you, you guys would resonate very, very well. And he's in the city. So uh, uh, yes, yeah. Mitch Horowitz, absolutely love. Then, then you have you know you people like an Anita Morjani, who is absolutely amazing. Lisa Nichols, oh my who god, incredible Her book. Uh, Evan Alexander, uh, uh, my of favorite, course. my favorite. Uh, John, uh, Jonathan Hammond, Hawaiian shaman, who was just on this past week. There are so many incredible guests that we get that I, I just, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm very present. I guess that's what it comes down to, Michael and Eric. Which is to say my favorite interview is probably the most recent interview or within the last two or three because there's something magical that happens when I get people on the air. I had Dr. Sears on. He's been on The Doctor. His son is is one of the doctors on, is it called The Doctors? And, right. and he's like, Michael, this seems like a session. It seems like you're doing <laughs> counseling with me. And it's because I just get into this sacred space and all of a sudden they're up to a completely new level. And so because I'm this rolling window of presence, I don't remember two weeks ago, nothing, not that I don't love yep. them up, but I don't even remember. I'm just, where, yep. where is the energy now today? I agree with you 100%. I, every show that we have, I don't think we can top the previous one, and we always do, in my mind. Yeah. And that's what, keep, that's what keeps us going. Michael, this platform. Thank you. Thanks. Thank this you. platform is yours anytime you need. You have an amazing platform, and I know I'm going to be on as a guest in a few weeks, and I am absolutely grateful for it. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you on again. This was I have like a million more questions to ask you, but this was wonderful. It would really be honored, was. and I go by energy, so this was really, really, really fun. So Thank I you. will take you up on that in the future. I appreciate Thank you, Michael. That. I appreciate that. Right. Everybody, like, subscribe, leave comments down below, and everybody, go and, and subscribe to Inspire Nation. You won't, you won't regret it. You won't it. regret it. Woohoo! Woo Come on, woo Eric. Woo <laughs> We're gonna sign off. That's that's uh, not a real that's not a real woohoo, Eric. Come on. Come on. Woohoo! Woo All right. <laughs> Stay there because I have something to tell you after this, and then we'll we'll log off. You've got La it. Later, everybody. Bye-bye. Later, everybody. Bye-bye.